Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is your special NCAA March Madness Super Tackler. Ah, run out of words, Ernest. This is just our basketball show, isn't it? Yeah, but we kind of slip basketball in almost every show now. Basketball, well, professional basketball and professional football are 12 month a year sports. Hockey and baseball are more uh, seasonal. College football is highly seasonal. So he's Ernest Watts. I'm Paul Arnold. And do I dare say that sports has become the uh, soap opera for most men? I mean, that off-season is just as interesting as the regular season, or almost. Well, uh, to steal from Karl Marx, is it the pabulum of the masses? I think women are just, there's a large contention of women that are interested in sports. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the commercial that, that they're putting through the NCAAs that they represent almost 50% of participants only get 20% of the coverage of championship sports. So I think in our enlightenment, I just think how we, uh, how we assimilate it is different. Mm. Now you sound like Star Trek. We shall assimilate assimilate the Borg. The Borg. Borg. I I think, you know, I was watching uh, a large percentage. I was working Saturday, and I was watching a lot of the tournament off my phone, which in a public setting, considering that my team blew a 30-point lead, I had to behave myself, which I would have done different. It's probably a good thing you were in public when North Carolina almost choked. Yes, yes, yes. You say choke. I say got a bad call out of player, kicked out for what I don't think was a grade two uh, uh, foul. But uh, the officiating has come under a lot of scrutiny, I think, and not just the Carolina game. I think, and and this is something that every year comes up, and, and Paul is tired of me saying this, but you have a billion dollar sport that's operated. Filthy Luker. Felt they look at nickel and dime. It's run like a nickel, mom and pop shop. I mean, why we have officials that call things differently uh, and why all officials get an opportunity to uh, officiate in the tournament, I think it should be your best. Your best teams, your best officials. And I think officials in the, in the Pac-12 should call it the same as the ACC. But we don't. We, we, you see the variation in calling. It should not be conference officials it should be a national officiating group but but that's true in football too but i just think that's where we see the differentiation well i think the officials are sort of get second guessing themselves with so much video look you know at the replay and now you see players with two minutes to go you know waving their finger in a circle in the air like see it again see it again like come on let's play the game they can't, unless it's a flagrant foul, they can't until the last two minutes of a game. But it's, it's stagnating the sport because the Carolina game took three hours. And even going into overtime because of so many reviews. And you kind of set a precedence in a game that if you ask for a review or if you review something, you start reviewing everything. And that, that, kick, that slows the, the flow of the game. And it's like getting a team extra timeouts. I really think we've gone overboard with the officiating in that respect. Uh, and, and, and again, what they tell us in psychology is your first reaction is higher percentage correct than when you start second-guessing yourself. I never second-guess myself. Do you, Ernest? Oh, I've second-guessed my entire life. But, but <laughs> normally, you, your first uh, the, the visual cues you pick on are correct. Now, if we go, right, we have an official. We could bring David in, but I really, I tend to think that that your first reaction, we tend to second guess ourselves. Well, but talking about second that, guessing, we're just about ready to talk about our brackets. Talk about yeah. second guessing. I still got three. I still have three. Actually. Hey, I am doing pretty good. I still have three in there. I totally whiffed on Baylor though. And to your delight, North Carolina took care of Baylor. Well, I warned you. I warned you ahead of time. I know, ahead. I know, I know. But I still have the the other three looking pretty good. The test of my loyalty is tonight. Michigan is playing Villanova. And I, I picked this matchup, but I'm sorry, folks. Uh, I picked Villanova to win tonight, though my heart's with Michigan. Um, what has been the biggest surprise besides St. Peter's? I know we all love the story of St. Peter's. 
the guy with the stash. They just are so tough defensively, and this coach is going to cash in so much after this season. No, I, I think finally he's gotten – this is his first year, and I think – I don't know if he'll cash in. Um, I think Iowa State, a team that was 2-22 and 22 last year and, and had four players transfer out, one of them went to Gonzaga. I think Iowa State, which, which when we looked at the Big 12 – we were thinking Kansas and Baylor and Texas Tech and Texas, and those were the schools that and and, and you know those were the schools we thought were a shoe in, but the coach there at Iowa State has just done a marvelous job. They've been a surprise. I mean, they you know they've lost a little bit to St. Peter's, but but Iowa State has uh, and they've got a freshman that's pretty much leading them. Uh, so far this year, and and they've done a pretty good job. Osenberger, you know, this is the first time he's been a head coach, and he's done a good job with them. That's the team to surprise. I think three teams that everybody had kind of written off during the regular season: Carolina and, and and Michigan, and and I'm trying to think who my third one is in that extent, but. Uh, you know, those are t- teams that had talent, but I think it took longer for them to, to, to coordinate. And the big man from Michigan still reminds me of Paul Gasol, his ability to hit three. Hunter and, Dickinson. And, yeah. Dickerson, who, who kind of tried out for the NBA last year, decided to come back, but his footwork and his ability to score, he, he is a, to me the second coming to Paul Gasol. But with Michigan, it's been the two freshmen that, that everybody was saying all year long uh, were going to step up. I think they, it just took longer for them to, to provide themselves. I know it's a surprise the Big Ten teams went out pretty fast. Wisconsin, and, Iowa. Well, you know, Wisconsin has a, a play. They just don't play. They're not a tournament team. I mean, they can't score. If you look at the teams. They're a bunch of thugs. I don't like them. They well, beat you just, up. They they try to get you to play down to their level, and it's it's to the extent that didn't work. I'm surprised Illinois lost, but again, you know they're a team that has problems scoring the ball. Uh, let me see. You've got only two Big Ten teams left, right? Purdue and Michigan. Yep. Yeah. Three ACC teams. A down year for the ACC. But Miami is the type of team that at the beginning of the tournament we always talk about. A senior-laden team with five guys who've been there four years. And, and, and uh, Young, who's their, their all-ACC all guard, kind of controls things. And their team, they whipped Auburn. And Auburn is my fourth seed that didn't make it. And I thought, well, they have more talent probably than anybody. But, you know, they're, I'm not going to get into my Bruce Pearl rant anymore. <laughs> but he just shows he's a great recruiter, just can't coach. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, again, the, there's been the surprises, but when you look back, they're not real surprises. Would not be shocked if Texas Tech beats Duke tonight. Because well, I have Texas Tech going all the way to the Final Four. Just saying. Just saying. I have them being okay. Gonzaga the next round after Gonzaga takes care of Arkansas tonight. Yeah, Gonzaga and Arizona both had very, very close games. Arizona had to go into overtime. Uh, didn't Had a layup that could have won it in regulation but took too long. And Matron is the kind of player that can lead you to a championship. He's that uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Danny Manning type of player that can take a team. But Coloco at center is a, a defensive starter. I mean, it's there other than St. Peter's, there is no team left that could win it. And I could be highly surprised. But who is, do you think the best NBA prospect in the whole tournament this right now? Wow. Well, it's you know the NBA drafts off potential, yeah. So Pablo Banco has the most potential. He's he's a Jason Tatum type, 
He doesn't play defense that way. It's for Auburn, right? No, no, that's Duke. Okay. Uh, Jason Smith is the guy for Auburn, 6'10", who's more of a finished product. Walker Kessler is their center. He'll be a, a lottery pick. Uh, Mantron, I don't know. He's kind of a tweener. He plays as a four in college. He's going to have to learn to be a small forward, but we're getting away from that. We're getting the positionalist kind of basketball in that respect. Uh, yeah, I mean, Duke has five guys that will be in the first round picked. They have the most talent. So if they don't win, is it Coach K's lost it as a coach? No, it's just matchups. It's just the way it goes. I mean, it's just they don't play as a team. They have the most talent. They just don't play as, as much as a team. Holgram, it depends who gets the number one pick. Because, of, of, for example, if the Pistons got it. Yes, yes, yes. They need a center. I'd see them going for Holgram. I mean, they've played very well. I mean, but he's going to have to develop for a couple months. If it's someone like Orlando who already has a center that needs someone in in the backcourt, I could see them going for Smith or a Blanco. Uh, again, it, it depends on the team that picks. I think you have three guys, Blanco, Smith, and and Holgram that that that'll be your first three choices. But it's just hard to tell. I mean, you look at the draft last year and. Um, the kid down in Houston who played for the, uh, uh, um, the G league, he started off fast and now, now it looks like Cunningham is going to be a rookie of the year or Mobley, who was the third pick who played USC, uh, because he's a very mobile center. So it depends on the team and that's a wishy-washy answer, but there's no, there's no outstanding. There's no, uh, Williamson type of pick there are three or four guys who could be number one so i really enjoyed watching st peter's beat kentucky i thought that was really well done i like the team with less talent more hustle beats the one and done type players from kentucky it it just affirmed once to me that uh calamari or whatever his name is is calipari 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 is what we i know uh, yeah the squid yeah right yeah yeah yes Calipari. Calipari is great recruiter, not a good coach. I was going to save this for my final thought, but it, it, it kind of fits in line with what we're talking about now. Do you know uh, they didn't have enough money in their athletic program to send the cheerleaders and the band for St. Peter's? Right. Yes. So you know who you know who took care Peacock of that? Peacock Network, baby. Yes, yes. Do you know the whole... They should have let them fly, though. Peacock's got to fly, but they put them on a charter bus. Yes, put them on a chart. Uh, do you know uh, the entire athletic budget for St. Peter's <laughs> is less than Calipari's annual salary? I definitely believe that. Their their complete athletic uh, budget is $12 million. Calipari gets 14 So you million. don't think their coach is going to cash in? This is the time. I know he's only been there one year, but... Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it. guys do that to get that one big contract, but it usually does not do very well in that respect. And a lot of the big jobs, South Carolina, LSU, have been taken. So that's the problem with the length, you know, with, with recruiting. They want guys real fast in that respect. So no, he'll, he'll wait. He'll get his choice in that respect. So we're going to go off on a side topic real quick. So I turned on the very first play-in game, um, and I, I look at the basketball. Um, man, that's a bright orange yeah. basketball. I said it reminds me of the old Wilson Indestructo rubber ball that I played with until it became smooth. I mean, I wore off all the grip to it playing basketball on the concrete. So how long, Ernest, have they been using synthetic basketballs in March Madness? This is the first year, and it, it actually has a different color. And... There have been some complaints it's a little tackier than the one they use during the regular season. You remember about 15, 12 years ago when they had the new basketball come in in the NBA? Yes, yes. And it didn't have the grooves. Yes. It didn't have all the grooves. And it was, uh, I think Jason Kidd was still playing because he, he would show his hands and it would be bleeding at the end of the game because he would try and pass it you know, away 
to make it bounce. And that lasted for about a month and went back <laughs> to the old one. Yeah. But, you know, it, this it's a money deal because they don't pay for the basketballs. They get them free. And they're, they're $89 on. Uh, yeah, they'll sell them. Dicks. With that's that's it. But the uh, the idea is is this is the official ball used in the NCAA. But some of the players have said it's a little tackier. It kind of sticks a little bit more. But it's it's color. I mean, you can really tell the difference because it's a lighter shade of yeah. Because regular balls are really more brown than orange. Yeah. This thing's more of an orange color in that respect. Yeah. But it's just another way of. NCAA trying to cash in and make as much money. But as are they, they playing with those uh, artificial or um, composite leather balls during the regular season? No, no. This was just for the tournament. That's got to be a little tough on the shooters. Like they're so used to a leather ball and then they go to this leather thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, players don't exactly get much of a voice in this in that respect. What are they going to? There's there's always been a movement to you know to walk off uh, in the middle of the NCAA game because that's the one point that they'd have money's paid for these games. But uh, the threat of losing scholarships, players should never do that. Now, yeah, the players' but- union filed. A, they, there is a loose confederation filed suit. This week against NCAA, representing that uh, a suit under civil rights, and it's a group of students uh, confederate. But see, they tried this once before. Yeah, the Pac-12 tried to organize, and coaches threatened to take away the scholarships. So did Northwestern. They had some kids try to unionize. Um, yeah, they voted for unionizing, and again, there were subtle threats from uh, individuals that if you unionize, you would lose your scholarship. your scholarship but you can't say that overtly because that's called intimidation which leads to the text that we shared in our text group about tennessee reportedly offering a quarterback in high school out in california i believe eight or was it five million dollar uh, endorsement deal um to come play there and i just said okay we're done you know agents just call college football pro football now well, see, the way they're doing that is, and you'll love this, is colleges are contracting with individuals to do that. And see, because Ohio State contracts with a gentleman to set up NIL deals. You may have heard of his name, Urban Meyer. That's what Urban Meyer does now. He generates NIL rights money for the to players. To the highest bidder goes this quarterback, just like the pros. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was done before. It was done under a table. This, this is not new. I mean, it was money. So NCAA I mean, has no power now, right? Zip, zero, none? The, just to get money. They, they got their hands out. I mean, they, they do get the money for the tournament. So they don't get the money for the BCS, but they do get many, money for March Madness. And they take a big scoop of that off. So their fear is the Big 12 going... Why are we sharing money with uh, the MAC and, and all these when we have our own basketball tournament? Now they're locked into a contract with TBS and, and CBS for 10 years. But I could foresee them deciding, you know, how do we get a bigger piece of the pie? Let's create our own super, our super league. I mean, it's, it's a matter of happening. It's going to happen in football. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen in basketball also. And is this driven by fans Filthy lucre. or by money. betting, oh, money. lottery? Money. Not lottery, well, but all the sports in, betting. They're going to get into sports betting. They're going to be partners with that. I mean, just like you're going to see in-house betting in professional sports, you'll see it in college sports. Remember, uh, Dean Smith used to protest that he didn't even like him to do tobacco or alcohol commercials during the tournament. Mm-hmm. And now it's, gambling is going to get into that. And again, it's the chance to get every little dime money they can. And it's, 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 it's eventually it's a pile of sticks that's going to fall apart at some point. I don't think NIL money is going to, they think, but, but again, it's going to be a competition thing. So you predict, how is this going to fall apart? I see this just continue to going as is and the richer will get richer and the poor will get poorer. 
the, as in most organisms, the rich are going to decide why are we sharing or giving any money to groups that are not contributing to the overall process. I mean, you get one, well, there's two schools in Sweet 16 that are not in Power Five conferences, Gonzaga and St. Peter's. Everybody else is title Power Five conference. They're going to look at it and say, why are we splitting up one sixteenth of this money to these lesser conferences? Why don't we just have our teams in it? And the bigger names are going to drop. People like the idea of a St. Peter's or George Mason or those schools getting in, but you know, outside the last, do you, do you need the last non-power five conference to win? Team, I'm trying to remember who that would be. Mm. I mean, that's that's just the basic. The, the they want the big money. It's the greed for more money. They're never satisfied. They're looking for more resources and, and filthy lucre. Like I said, no matter what the question is, the answer is always going to be more money. Well, the demand is there. If the demand stopped, we wouldn't be doing this, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the ratings, and, and it's been. You know, last weekend was some some great games, and the tournament will draw as it always does. So let's rate the AT and T commercials real quick because we oh, okay. saw those over and over and over. Your favorite AT and T commercial because there was a couple good ones with celebrities. Yeah, I saw uh, Lamelo in one for just a brief moment in that respect. K did pretty good with his. Uh, Coach had- K, that is. Yes, yes, he did. You mean I don't have looked, this job? Yeah, that was he did pretty well in those respects. But uh, the best AT and T commercial. Oh, it's got to be actually, Stafford. It's got to be Stafford winking well, no, at the camera. No, Come on, I do like the 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 Snoop Dogg with Lightner and and Vince Sanity oh, and that's Super. That's not AT and T. That's yeah, the, but that's my favorite commercial. Color blue. Yeah, and, and because you got Vinsanity on there. Oh yes, and he is right. The sky is blue. That's <laughs> God's favorite color. Yeah, and everything. I, I like that one. Uh, they've been pretty. Eighteen deer are pretty good. You've got. Uh, I guess I'll go with the Stafford. That is kind of an inside. It's an I inside just, joke around here, and of course, you just like him even more that he talks fondly of his old team. But anyway, so let's switch over to Matt Ryan. Uh, a Stafford wannabe. He goes from the Falcons where he's had a, a long time suffering after that Super Bowl loss to playing for an excellent team with Frank Wright. And he's a quarterback. Hopefully that won't just collapse down the, the home stretch. Is this a great move for everybody involved? Indianapolis, the retirement home for quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, it didn't work for Phillip Rivers. It's not going to work for him. Oh. He's, he's not. I mean, I've, I get to see him twice a year, and any amount of pressure. They've lost Eric Fisher, their their tackle, to free agency. Uh, still got Quint Nelson, who's probably the best offensive lineman in football. But no, I just don't think he can lead the team. Now, it will help to have a team that's you know, got Taylor at running back that is run-based. I mean, there'll be a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl. This is not a repeat of what the Rams were able to pull off. I mean, their receivers are getting kind of long of the tooth there in that respect. So I, they're, they're not the best team in their division, not as long as the Titans are there. So, uh, and Jacksonville picked up some pretty good talent in that respect. But they'll be a playoff team. But, because remember, they only missed it by one game this year. Well, wow, what a, what a free agency. Adams being picked up by Las Vegas. Um, Miami opening up the pocketbook and getting Tariq Hill. Uh, Kansas City deciding let's cash in and get all the picks. It doesn't matter. Who... Well, I got Juju Smith now. Uh, I think he's he's past his prime. I actually think so. And I really Stanley. Think... They picked up Stanley from Green Bay. Yeah, he didn't have any drops last year. Yeah, I I think they're betting on that. Um, no matter who they have a wide receiver. Mahomes can get it to him. Sort of like that whole idea of Rodgers. It doesn't matter Rodgers has. It doesn't matter who Brady has. Brady will throw it. And Brady's back. Um, it's just a lot of interesting things going on. Who do you think has done the best in the offseason this year in free agency? Wow. I, I like what 
Miami's done. I like what Jacksonville's done. I don't think you're going to see anything reflective in, in the record. Uh, they've built, I mean, to a certain extent, Pittsburgh's picked up some good pieces also. The Ravens have done well too. Uh, there are certain teams that are up against the cap that lost a lot of talent, that being New Orleans and Dallas. Uh, Dallas picked up Washington, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh, and they got a defensive end. I'm trying to remember. Denver did very well. Yeah, Russell Wilson, baby. Well, yeah, and then they picked up uh, some receivers. Pip Buffalo did well. What about Browns? What do you think about those Browns picking up Watson? Okay, first of all, you don't know if you're going to have them next year. Well, they we just know. came out today that the second um, uh, court did decide not to press charges, not the court, but the um, grand jury. Roethlisberger so, was not charged, yet he was suspended six. The Players Association got that down to four games. So you don't have to be prosecuted for Goodell to go in there and suspend you. Brady did not commit any crimes, yet he was suspended for four games. For deflating the ball, right? Yes. So, you know, the shame that Watson has brought, even the first-year contract is constructed in a way that's only a million dollars. But he has so much so, guaranteed, though, 73 yeah, million. Yeah, but, you know, it's back end. And they did that because they know he will be suspended. Now, it won't be for a year, and it may not, I think he'll at least be gone six to four games. Hmm. So, and where is Baker going to end up? Because he's not Seattle. going to the Colts. Seattle. Seattle. It's the only place left for him. Seattle <laughs> and the Texans. Panthers said they don't want him. They don't see him as much of a uh, improvement over Darnold. They're going to pick up a quarterback in the draft, um, either Pickett or Willis from from Liberty. I'd rather have Willis. But what's up, know, Willis? He, yeah, I think Willis is is more. He's short, but I think he has the ability to improve. I mean, Pickett is a finished product. He's twenty four and he has small hands. Yeah, yeah. We know hey, small hands. So we associate small hands with bad things. At the end of the NFC Championship, we all thought Jimmy G would be gone somewhere by now, and he's still in San Francisco. That surgery, shoulder surgery. I don't know if anybody's green. Uh, here's the deal: they want a first round draft pick, and I don't know anybody who's going to risk that for someone who may not be ready. Hey, Drew Brees had the same surgery, right? Right. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, they told Breeze that he may not come out the same, and he he may not. Jimmy G may be sticking doing those Subway commercials with his grandma. <laughs> uh, to, you know, you just don't know if he's going to be ready. And again, I know from the Panthers, their aspect was they uh, – oh, I got, must have got a good idea right then. The light bulb came over my head. They don't think he's that much of an improvement over Darnold. You know, the Panthers pulled themselves out of Watson because Watson wanted five years guaranteed. And even though that was after the court case, they just didn't want to commit to a quarterback who hasn't played in a year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he wanted he got the biggest contract. But if you can get it, you should get it. I get yeah. that. The players want to get theirs. I get it. But you, the owners Kaepernick, can't be blackmailed into it. Well, Kaepernick's sitting somewhere going, all I did was kneel, and, and this guy did all this. It's well, all about timing all... and filthy lucre, man. Those are the two themes of the oh, yeah. podcast. Well, it's the same thing with Tyreek Hill. I mean, here's somebody who who broke the arm of a small child who hit a female, and he was not charged with a crime, yet now he was he was suspended. And, you know, wide receivers, to me, I... I can't understand overpaying him because the market is glutted. That we get three or four good ones every draft. I mean, every team has at least one good receiver, and and they're easily replaced. Look at the Lions. Yeah, uh, Galladay. He, he left. Goes, he left. I mean, the Lions. Did that affect them that much? They no, won four games. I mean, there's receivers everywhere. The market is flooded, and. You know, he, he relies on his speed so much 
and you're certainly going to get to an age where you're not going to be as fast. And I don't know how speed's going to help you if, if Tua can't throw the ball accurately to you. Ooh. Who's going to be the backup in Miami? Because Tua... Oh, they got one. Bridgewater. They signed Bridgewater. Oh, that's... Yeah. Two-glove Teddy is their backup. <laughs> and he, he, he refuses to say he's a backup. He thinks he's competing for the starting job. He Do you consider him a ball control quarterback? I consider him a, a ball control. He has to have a good running game. He he can give you a winning record, but he can't get you to the playoffs. That's the kind of So receipt. what's the point then? Well, as a backup, you got to have somebody there. You got to have two has been hurt a lot. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Tampa Bay did pretty good. They've gotten everybody back, but but Sua. Yeah, they got Brady back. That was all they they got. uh, Shaq Mason to replace the lineman that that went out. Now, uh, Gronk is Is Gronk going to come back? Gronk, man, he had a hard time walking. I just think if Gronk was going to come back, he'd come back. I think Gronk is, is done. I think he's toast. Yeah. Yeah. He looks worn out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, you kind of wonder about Brady. You decide not to play and spend time with the family and realize the family went, you know, we were doing pretty good with you working all the time. You <laughs> work. I've heard this from my own wife sometimes. Don't think about retirement. Yeah. It, keep active. He keeps going in that respect. But yeah. uh, I mean, he probably looked at the vision and, and New Orleans lost a lot. The, the left tackle's not coming back. They've gotten rid of some defensive backs. They're not going to be as good. New coach. Uh, Mariota now is going to be the starter in Atlanta. And Yeah, how is that going to work? Probably? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's – that's, and their best receivers suspended the entire year for gambling. Ridley, believe it or not. How, how can you be that dumb nowadays because all gambling is documented? They, yeah, they, folks, if you don't know, Ridley bit – Bet on uh, NFL teams when he was on the injured list. Well, when he yeah he walked away because he had he claimed personal issues. Also, the personal issues must have been a gambling addiction. But then now when you gamble, you're issued ten ninety nines. There's none of that behind the street stuff. So there's documentation. So to gamble that way is just entirely foolish. Of course, now that uh, shows the hypocrisy of the NFL. Because they're pushing spreads and they're they're in business with their own uh, uh, gambling group, and yet when a player gambles, that's that's they find them for an entire year. So, Hypocrisy. What is your name? So I think I know who's the happiest about sports gambling besides the uh, major sports. It's the TV stations. We watch the evening news here, and they make a ton of money on ads during political year, and now they just went from political ads to we see sports betting ads at every break, every chance, whether it's MGM or Caesars or DraftKings. It's all the time because they're making over a billion dollars a year, each one of them in Michigan for all the betting. It's just crazy. Well, you know, they've been doing, they've been doing it in Europe for years, but I don't know. If, and a lot of the owners are getting into it, and they're, they're signing deals with – certain groups uh you know it's it's i'm not a gambler i don't tend to be one i don't even do the the fantasy because of the gambling aspects of that but it's it's big money and they're it's a form of revenue that will be larger than what they're getting from tv and talking about tv uh jack book now on Monday Night Football. No, 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 no. You did it again. I did his dad again. Boy, I'm sorry. Joe, buddy. Joe. Joe. Like and the president, uh, Joe. And uh, Al Michaels now is with the Thursday Night Game. That's been signed. It's got a three-year deal. The but Amazon. The money, these, the money these guys are getting are as much as the players are getting. So who's going to do it with Michaels? Uh, Herb Street. Oh, that's right. You said that last week. Yeah, yeah. All They're right, gonna, yeah. He signed a new contract with... ESPN. But you have to admit, Joe Buck had an awesome childhood. He went around with his dad, Jack Buck, to all these football stadiums, to all these baseball stadiums. He lived the kid's dream, right? 
I read his book, and yes and no, uh, he was a product of his dad's second marriage, and the, there was a big tension between the kids from his first marriage and him. His wife, his mother was a uh, was an actress and a singer, and so there was a lot of and plus dad being gone most of the time. Mm-hmm. So he he loved his father, but but again, it wasn't. And they hear the criticism, you know, someone in the public, whether you're an athlete or politician or coach, the public tends to criticize your actions. And he heard a lot about it, his father. And, re, you know, his dad, remember, was removed from CBS from doing the World Series. He essentially was fired. And that kind of... Because he was the, drinking or what? No, he was... It's hard... You know, local broadcasters are held in high esteem. Bob Prince was in, in Pittsburgh, and, and of course, he was in, in St. Louis. And, uh, but when you try to transition to a national broadcast, it doesn't always click. When ABC got Monday Night Baseball in the 70s, they put Bob Prince in there from KDKA, who did the Pirates games. And it just didn't work out. I mean, it's it's different in doing it local for your guys and that, you know, the colloquialisms that you use and the stories. And I think it's the same thing with with uh, Joe Buck, with uh, Buck Jack was Buck. when he did Jack Buck when he sang do it in reverse too. Uh, when he did the national games, he sounded too much like a guy from St. Louis, and they wanted someone a little different. And they went with um, oh, the guy at ESPN. No, 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 no. Uh, CBS went with uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. Uh, from the CBS games, ball headed. Uh, his dad was uh, Sean McDermott. Yes, yes, yes. But they, ABC got rights to the playoffs for baseball, and they put Keith Jackson. Yes, well, Keith Jackson did the first Monday Night Baseball with Howard Cosell and Howard, Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer, Earl Weaver, Don Drysdale. They never really had, you know, you had a Gargiola in Quebec, uh, pretty much was a status team. And that's going to be interesting to see what Fox does with yes. Buckout, who's yeah. going to do the World Series games. Now, the guy. No A Rod, please. No well, A Rod. You know, Brian Anderson, but he works for TBS. Brian Anderson does a great job at this, all sports. And he does the Milwaukee Brewers games smooth. He does NBA for TNT. He does Fox games, football. It'd be interesting to see if they somehow try to slide him in with Smoltz. But, you know, I never watch a game to hear the announcers. Smoltz is really good, though. I think he's real balanced and he's knowledgeable. And he tells us a few stories once in a while, which is cool. Smoltz does a good job. Uh, A.J. Pruszynski is another guy they utilize. Um, I, I, Tom Glavin does Braves games. I think he does a pretty good job. Uh, again, you don't have that. It, it's kind of strange. Uh, they're talking about Al McGuire the other day when McGuire and, and Billy Packer and, uh, Did March Madness. He, he, you know, uh, oh my. Kirk Gowdy? No, oh. no, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh Lord. The UCLA and Angels games. Uh, they did the NBC basketball games. Oh, Dick Emberg. Dick Emberg, yes. It was an event. But I, I don't see announcers. I don't know of any announcers since Madden. Uh, so, Summerall, welcome guys. to I the mean, Masters. No, this I, is Jim I, Nance. I, I, a tournament like no other. I hate the commercial. I hate the commercials he does. He's ruined the <laughs> uh, credit card commercials. Oh, he's, he's ruined Chuck and uh, Sam's and. Spikes yeah. commercials? Yes, he has. Oh, the the one in the barbershop's pretty brutal where he turns around with the, the skull cap. The skull cap and everything, or the younger version of them, or the now where magic reverts everybody and changes. Hey, I did like magic and bird where they say, hey, bird's coming. Oh, she, magic goes, oh, no, no, I don't want to see birds. It's still sore, and it's Sue Bird, and right. then it's actually Larry Bird. But we all know Larry Bird and magic are actually good friends. Yes, they have, that was from a Converse commercial they did while they were playing. Uh, if you get a chance to watch, recommendation, 
and it's a hard R rating if you have HBO Max or HBO, Winning Time is a series dramatization they're doing on the creation of the Lakers. And John C. Riley is playing Dr. Jerry Buss, and he is perfect. And and Adam McKay, who's doing the series, this is why he split up with uh, Will Ferrell, because Will wanted to play. Michael Shannon was picked first, and it didn't work out because it's a fourth wall show. They talk to the audience to it. But uh, Jesse Riley is is Jerry Russ. Adrian Brody is uh, Pat Riley. I mean, it's the work they did. They've even aged the film. So why did Farrell get mad? Because uh, Adam McKay did not hire him to play Dr. Jerry Buss. Oh. It's a fascinating series uh, because Dr. Buss was not rich. He had to brawl from everywhere to buy the team. This was a time... He was a dentist. He was was a dentist and his doctorate was in geology. He was he found oil and real estate. But when he purchased the team was the point where the NBA was at its lowest. I mean, the championship games were showed on tape delay at eleven thirty at night. And he was a visionary, but he had to like borrow from Peter to pay to Paul, that type of thing. Not you, not pay you. But it was it's it's a fascinating story. The guy that got playing Norm Nixon is Norm Nixon's son. Really? Uh huh. They've got uh, uh, they've got this guy playing. It shows you how tortured Jerry West was, truly a tortured individual. But they have the uniforms right. They have the music because right. Because he's they tortured the because they're playing a different brand of basketball that he didn't like. No, he was tortured his entire life. His father physically abused him. He was also sexually abused as a child. And uh, he never, never, could never be happy in that respect. Mm. And he kind of tortured himself. And it's it's a fascinating study. They're all so flawed characters. And it's, 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 again, it's a fascinating series. It's been on three weeks. It's a 10-week series. They've already got orders to do a sequel. But they have it just right and they have the young girl playing genie jack genie uh bus, uh, bus. And, and again it's it's fascinating how they're putting together uh the guy michael chiklis yeah uh, fantastic four yeah uh, the, the commissioner the commish, okay he plays red arbach and he has it perfectly down pat and last week's episode was they're trying to hire uh uh tarp to shark from LS from UNLV. Instead of Westhead? Again. Yeah, well, Westhead comes in later. But uh, the guy playing Westhead is the guy on uh, How I Met Your Mother, uh, the guy in the Muppets movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was actually a college All-American basketball player. Really? Division yes. four or five? Uh, no, he was a high school All-American. Oh, okay. He played in college but didn't do that well. Kind of one of those transitions. But it's a great, I highly recommend it again. It's, Does it show mostly magic? Is it just focused on magic and bus mostly? No, 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 no. It's several tracks showing at the same time. Uh, bus and magic and West and Pat Riley. It shows all of them coming together. And it kind of centers on one of the characters every episode. Mm. But it's, it's uh, again... Fascinating in that respect. It's it's highly recommended, and I'm a big. It, it's if you saw the big short, uh, it's it's you know, Adam McKay has been associated with comedies, and rightfully so because he's done so many good ones. But this is done more like the Big Short, where they stop and turn to the screen and explain things. So if if you're not a fan of basketball, it helps in that respect, explaining where things came from and. And you know, you, we, we forgot that the first coach that Magic had was Jack McKinney. And they won their first 18 games. And then he had a bicycle accident. And that's where Westhead was an assistant. Westhead, back then, you know, like the Hornets have eight uh, assistant coaches. And back then you have one assistant coach because they just couldn't afford it. 
And when Westhead became the head coach of the Lakers, he had to hire an assistant. Well, Pat Riley was doing the radio. Uh, he was, the for Chick Hearns, doing color. And they hired him as assistant coach. And then Magic pretty much was going to quit on Westhead after they won the championship. And so they moved Riley to the head coach. And now he is uh, the Ske- guru. Skeletor. Skeletor. He is the guru of basketball. Yeah. So it's, it's, again, it's a fascinating little story. I knew a lot of it, but even knowing about it in advance, I've, I've enjoyed watching it. It's, mm. it's been, uh, again, exciting to watch, and I highly recommend it for the opportunity. So you'll be watching lots of basketball this weekend, like me. Yes. Um, you got a final couple minutes about another topic, like what else are you watching? Well, hockey, of course. We're getting to what? the line What? Hockey, hockey, yes. Uh, because now my hurricanes are, you know, the penguins have been surging and they've only three points above in that respect. And baseball, I mean, baseball starts not, in a couple at, weeks. Not NBA watching LeBron get the pass. The record postman. When Carl, okay, I remember when uh, Kareem set the record, which he beat Wilt, and they played the game in Vegas. This is back when the NBA was in that period of time of. Not doing that well. And I remember when Malone beat the record. He was uh, playing in Vegas also at that time. And we just knew LeBron was going to do it. It, it just, it's kind of like, you know, in three years, Ovechkin's going to break Gretzky's record of goals. And I'm sorry, Ovechkin's not Gretzky. And LeBron's not Jabbar. I mean, he's, he's played longer. Uh, Having that record does not ensure that you're the best. That's a good topic. Like O.J. Simpson's not as good as um, Gail Sayers. Or um, a great pitcher well, see, like Kershaw is not as good as... Um, we'll, we'll say O.J. doesn't know the record anymore. Derek, uh, Eric Dickerson But you, you see it. the point. The people oh, who, yeah. who made records in their day and team because they were enduring players may not be better talent. Like It's just... Extreme talent versus determination, almost. Well, I, it just, we are we tend to do numbers, and now with the move to analytics, even more the emphasis on the numbers. But but you can't really, like I said, Gretzky Gretzky is the greatest hockey he ever had, and I don't care if Ovechkin hangs around and compiles, and he still won't come close to the assists. So who's going to win it this year? Quick prediction for NHL. NHL. Yeah. Man, I, Drum roll. I, I, I still got to stick with the lightning. The lightning. Yeah, I mean, this might be the Avalanche's year. The Avalanche can't get out of the uh, the first round. Uh, that's that's their problem. They've got a whole new goalie set up, and they do great in the regular season. There's a lot of competition now. Paul knows, but a lot of listeners may not know that the team with the best record in the regular season gets what's called the President's Cup. Do you know 53% of teams that win the President's Cup loses in the first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs? Yeah. Only 20% of teams who get the President's Cup. And sometimes they intentionally lose toward the end of the season, rest oh, yeah. the players, so they don't get the President's Cup. Oh, yeah. Only 23% of teams that win the President's Cup wins the Stanley Cup. So, it's, you know, playoffs are very, very different. All right, so we got the Lightning winning the NHL. I think Golden State's going to win the NBA. And you think the – who do you think is going to win the NBA? Well, now Curry's got to get better. Yeah, I know. I know. That's my concern is Curry. Uh, now that the, now the, the Nets can Bucks? get everybody uh, – I'll still stick with Golden State, but now – Nets can play Kyrie every game. Oh, I don't want to talk about the Nets. This is a Nets-free podcast. Okay. I don't right. – uh, no, 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 no. I'm just like – Don't sleep on Phoenix. I mean, when they get Chris Paul back, they've done fairly well without him. Yeah. And so, then, then we're both picking Arizona to win the NCAA March Madness. Yes, yes. We are in agreement. And there. for women's side, do we since we're not giving them any love in this podcast – even though they're playing my Tar Heels Friday, I'll have to say South Carolina. Ooh, nice. 
You know, UConn is the number two seed. I know, crazy. They, they're they not on top. For the first top. time in 12 years. That's crazy. Well, you know, the best player was hurt. She's just come back. And it's it's much more competitive in that respect. This is that packed time again. you know, got free agency and basically And two Masters sports. is coming up for golf. Masters and... are coming up. And Tiger's still listed to play. That brings up the filth. Oh, we don't have time it's, to it's, dip into it. Is he, do you think he's suspended? You think it's double secret probation? I think it, like Animal House. I think it is. I think somebody rich on that committee says, "Hey, man, just pass this year." But Phil shoots himself in the foot as well as any sports athlete ever. I think he just he just gets way ahead of himself. But I'm not feeling sorry for Phil. He's made his money. But he probably is the fans' favorite. Would you not agree? He because is, golf, golf fans tend to be older individuals, so they tend to go with the older golfers. It's like you'd go, you'd want to have dinner with Phil, but you, if you had a choice between dinner with Phil and playing around with Tiger, Tiger every time, just because you know he's the greatest ever. Well, Phil's been involved with some shady stuff, the insider trading, but there's always been rumors of the gambling and everything, and. They haven't really come up with someone to take his place. I mean, would you rather have di- would you rather spend afternoon with Tiger or Brady, if you could spend like two hours with him? Oh, Tiger. I think either one of them have a great personality, but Tiger. Yeah, I the would... stories Tiger could tell if he's willing. Yeah, to. Uh, I mean, uh, you could be on his of, yacht, man, and just chill there out. Are a lot of other people that that have better personalities. I mean. Uh, probably the worst profession, per, worst golfer in the sport, an athlete is, is Barkley. But <laughs> I'd have a much more fun time with Barkley playing golf. I know, so much fun. All right, we got to wrap this baby up for Ernest Watts. This is Paul Arnold. This is part of the confusion. We're glad you joined us. Email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com and have a great night. Mm-hmm.